0: Hey, this is Alex Sanfilippo with Podmatch.com, and if you really want to learn how to level up your life, you should
1: be listening to Time to Shine Today with my great friend, Scott Ferguson. Time to Shine Today podcast squad. This is Scott Ferguson, and this is episode 144, and this is Alex Sanfilippo 2.0. It's my second interview with my really good friend, Alex, who has did so much for me, and I mean so much for me in the podcasting space. He's the founder of Podmatch.com and it's a platform that kind of, uh, is like a match.com if you will, for podcasters. So Alex sees Podmatch as an industry standard for hosts and guests to connect in the podcasting space. That's exactly what it does. Um, Alex has taken a radical, radical leap um, into this endeavor by burning his boats like Cortez did and um, left his job of many years in the aerospace industry to uh, provide a service for us podcasters to really connect with great people. So without further ado, Here's my really, really, really good friend, Alex Sanfilippo from Podmatch.com. Level up. Time to shine today, Varsity Squad. It is Scott Ferguson, and I've got um, my really good friend, uh, someone who's all about going further in life and business, um, who's about ready to take the leap of his lifetime, and he surrounded himself with the right people. A total go giver. Someone that's helped me uh, level up. Time to shine today podcast through different channels. Um, I love this guy. I call him a kid because he is a lot younger than me, so I'm allowed to. Um, just a fantastic individual, Alex Sanfilippo. Um, he's actually here in my home state of Florida, Florida, and he's about to make a major, major leap um, in in his life, which I just mentioned. But he has a platform called Podmatch. So allow you podcasters out there that are listening and all you other coaches that I've interviewed, or um, if you're a coach or a professional that wants to be interviewed, needs to listen to this episode and take notes because the founder or co-founder, Alex Sanfilippo, is here to talk about Podmatch. Um, Again, Alex is fantastic. He's a really good friend of mine, not only in business, but in life. And I just want to welcome him to the show. Alex, thank you so much for coming on, brother. Scott, thanks again for having me, man. It's an honor to be back here with you. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's funny. I had Alex on back in episode 81. And uh, he's a smarty pants. He's an aerospace guy, you know. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he's about ready to take a leap. So I want to kind of get into that part of it, if you don't mind talking about it a little Absolutely. bit. And then we'll dive yeah. into the pod match. So tell us about this leap you're about to take, Alex
0: yeah so you know I'm, I'm in aerospace you don't take a lot of risk because planes don't pull over on the side of clouds when there's a problem you know not like a car can just <laughs> pull off the side of the road so um there's no room for air or anything like that so it's not a very there's no risk involved when you're manufacturing aerospace parts like it has to be perfect and i think for so many years i've kind of carried that mentality of hey anything i do has to be perfect before i go all in with it like i have to get to that point where it's perfect and more recently, over the last couple of years of, of being involved in podcasting, I've just gotten myself around great people like you, Scott, that, that would coach a little bit different than the perfectionist mindset. You would say that, hey, just get as good as you can, like get to, to where something is, is done well and kind of leap into it. So for me, something that I just know it's time to do is actually to say bye to the aerospace industry, which to a lot of people and this is gonna be shocking news for a lot of people that have been following that part of my journey. I've been in the industry for 15 years, but when I started Podmatch and, and immediately saw the potential was there and the company became profitable within two months and has continued to grow, it's made me realize that, you know what, this is a risk that I have to be willing to take. I have to make a jump because now I'm at the point where I'm realizing that it's only growing at the pace it's growing because it's all I can put into it. If I could right. put more time into it, it would grow faster. I'm actually able to see that through the metrics, and I just know it's time to take that leap and say bye to Aerospace, to the the traditional nine to five uh, corporate America job and move into full time uh, SaaS entrepreneurship,
1: you if you will, go. right? So, yeah, man, it's just something that I know I need to do. So, what does your beautiful wife, Alicia, think about this uh, leap, if you will? It's a radical leap, man. Right. You know? Yeah, funny, funny, quick side note here, because we're friends. So I can I can tell you this
0: one. Uh, she saw me like putting on all this gear getting ready to to jump on a podcast with you. She started singing a song. I want to say it's called fergie And uh, <laughs> she apparently sang the whole song. I didn't know that. But anyway, so she started singing. Uh, like, uh, anyway, I don't I don't know it. So I'm not going to do that. But it right. just made me laugh. she's like, she's like, Yeah, hey, you're going on with Scott Ferguson, right? I'm like, Yeah, I am. So anyway, she's um, <laughs> She is such a supportive individual. And if I can give you a little bit of background as to our relationship hey, from an entrepreneurship standpoint, uh, it was about, I think, maybe five or six years ago now. Uh, she had always had this dream of starting her own clothing boutique. And she had a background in, in retail. She was upper management with Express, that clothing line. Mm-hmm. And she just always had an idea, like, eventually, I'd like to have my own boutique. And it was one of those things where I knew, okay, I'll keep a solid nine to five job, so We have insurance, so we have some sort of income, and you go after that. And then later on i'd like to do that at some point in my life i'd like to explore the entrepreneurship side of me and uh we we did just that she ran that for years she grew it up from just starting a little online boutique to having a really great uh storefront brick and mortar uh and online store and last year she she sold it so in 2019 yeah she sold it in 2019 and um and did really well. So it, it's kind of like my perfect out. timing on the brick right. and mortar stores. So my I'll tell you that goodness, no kidding. I, I was like, first off it was before the holidays. They're like, no, we, we got, we got the holiday season. That's fine. I'm like, just take that. So I actually have a wife over Christmas. That would be ideal. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so we did that, but also like getting out before uh, the entire COVID thing, man, what a blessing. So it was great time. What kind
1: of store was it? What kind of boutique was it? Uh, women's clothing okay. and like Very accessories cool.
0: and things like that. Yeah.
1: So, nice. um,
0: yeah, it, it was done really nice. She, she did some good work there. Um gotcha.
1: You but know, uh, Good. No, please go ahead. I'm sorry, Alex.
0: Oh no, you're fine. What, what I was getting at there is just that, Hey, it was time now to, for me to try this. And she's been just as supportive as I was to her. Um, obviously initially the first time I mentioned that, Hey, I think I'm going to leave the aerospace job. It was kind of like a deer in headlights. She's like, really? Like <laughs> you've been doing that for 15 years. Like you're going to leave. So, um, but she's been very supportive and has come alongside me and is really helped me a lot with this business as well. You know what?
1: And I don't, there, there is no plan B that's the way that I live life, but aerospace mm-hmm. is always going to be there. You know right. what I'm saying? So yeah, just, yeah. It, it, you know what? And, and it's going to be there, but you are going to crush pod match. Um, you know, you, you said that if I remember this correctly, when you add value to people's lives, income and profit will follow. I believe you yep. said that to me, right? Something along those lines. Yeah. You have yeah. to it better than I did. So I'll take that just like so, Scott said it. <laughs> so that's one thing about Podmatch Squad, if you're listening out there, is that, you know, Alex was gracious enough to let me kind of in was almost kind of in a beta session, you know, testing time. And I've used it to meet a lot of you listeners out there uh, to bring you on as interviewees. So, you know, tell us the origins and what was the, the seed that was planted to say, hey, I want to put people together through this Podmatch platform.
0: Yeah, man. I'll tell you what, this actually all, this is a great, this is a good business story here. So I'm excited to share this. Um, So it all started back in early March. I don't know if you remember this, but we used to go to conferences in person, shake hands, and hug, and all that. Do you you remember that? Like, people weren't scared of each other. Like, you'd smile, and people didn't run away from you. Like, they actually they were like, "Oh hi." Um, Anyway, so I went to an in-person conference, and I showed up at that conference with a newfound idea for starting a business, which was simply this: which was to show up with the intention of finding a need and then offering the solution to that need somehow, which is the most basic form of business ever, right? Uh, I Really, the light bulb clicked for me with this uh, this guy named Dane Maxwell. He has a book called Start From Zero. And he says that's how he started every business he's ever succeeded in. He just looks for a problem. If he can find enough people with the same problem, if he offers a solution, he goes for it. So more or less, that's what I did. I showed up. I said, okay, Alex, your job at this podcasting conference is to look for problems. And again, like, like you said, I, I seek to be a person of value, not just a person of profit. So I wasn't just looking for more coaching clients or guests or things like that. I decided I'm going to go and help as many people as I can. So when I got there, I just started asking, Hey, what, what are you struggling with? And I had people on one side of the room saying, well, Alex, I've been podcasting for six weeks now, and I'm really having trouble finding guests. Like I just can't find the right ones. I can find people who want to be a guest, but they're not the right fit. And the other side of the room was talking to people that said, hey, I really want to grow my show more. I just released a book or I have a course and I really want to be a guest on podcasts, but I can't quite find the right ones to be a guest on. So uh, it's funny. It makes it really easy to click now as we're talking about it, Scott, right? Like it makes sense. Like, oh, that's how pod match came forth. I couldn't figure it out. I went home and I was like, I don't know what to do. And, uh, I was actually mid workout. Uh, it's when I told a guy this the other day, I told him I was like doing kettlebell swings and he told me I should spend more time with my kettlebell. Um, because as <laughs> I was doing kettlebell swings, I, it just it clicked. I put down the kettlebell, ran inside, and I have whiteboards behind me right now. I just started whiteboarding the whole idea. I'm like, if I could do something like online dating, but for podcasters to meet to do interviews, that would be the solution to the problem that I found at this conference. And that's exactly where the idea came from, and just went after it from from then on.
1: Love it. And you know, there's a lot of moving parts to Podmatch. Okay, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of moving parts. And this really wise guy said, a person who is doing everything is actually doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Level up your focus. And what you are good at, and sub out the rest, this guy was the person I'm talking to right now. I actually yeah. said that to me right, so there's a lot of moving parts to Podmatch, so how do you find the right partners to level this up to the point where where it's at now and where it's going to?
0: Yeah, first off, never never burn a bridge, never assume something's gone or done. Keep a Rolodex of people. I don't necessarily mean like a physical Rolodex on your desk or anything like that, but keep something of the people that have been in your life that you think you might need again in the future. Even if maybe at that point, you're like, I don't know if I will or not. Keep that list. When I had this idea, I wrote it down. I immediately thought of somebody who I worked with years before. I did some a project with this guy and he is a like master backend developer, like just brilliant as all get out. And I, I reach out to him like, hey, uh, hey Jesse, who, he's my partner in this. I'm like, I've got this idea. Can I pitch it to you and see what you think? I pitched it to him and he literally told me the next day. I'm, I won't forget it. That, that workout was March 10th. I pitched it that same day to him. In March 11th, he's like, hey, I'm dropping every other project I'm working on. Like, you have something here. Wow. He's like, and I'm, we're going to do this together. Let's do it. And again, we'd worked together before, so we knew we had this synergy there. So, like, that was a thing I was thankful for. But if it would have been one of those situations where it's like, well, work together, he's gone. Like, I don't need to keep his contact information anymore. It's one of those things where I knew that, hey, one day, we might be able to do something again together. So for me, it was not to sit down and figure out how to be a software developer. I don't know how to do that. Uh, And honestly, like I have a lot of respect for people who do, but I don't think that'll ever be me. But what I did is I said, okay, my strength area is to write up the idea initially. Can I sub everything else out so I can just focus on the idea? And, And I've come to call this meaningful work because I believe that all of us as entrepreneurs, people in business, We have all the busy work that we can do, but the true meaningful work, the one thing that drives it forward, if we can spend more than 20% of our time on the thing that gives us 80% of the results, if we can figure out how to do more than 20% of the time on that one thing, then we'd actually be able to get a lot more done every single day. And I've I've called this just meaningful work. So I made sure the all the way through that I focused on that. And Scott, as you know, man, there's a lot of distractions. There's a lot of shiny objects. I'm like, ooh, I could build out the Twitter, ooh, the Instagram, ooh, we should have a TikTok. Like all these things sound fun and some people could even say they are important, but they're not the number one thing that I knew I needed to do. So those things need to be sub out, automated. They need to be pushed away for now so I could focus on the main thing, which is can the software do what it's supposed to do and solve the need? People aren't going to care if my Instagram looks great if it doesn't work, right? Sure. So (laughs) you have to make sure that you do that. And so I've just been focused on that time and time again. And the the way that I put this is that uh, meaningful work takes discipline to start. It takes consistency to make progress. And it's something that you just have to continuously go after every single day. Like you just cannot stop at it. So at the end of the day, consistency is what's going to make you actually achieve the, the goal that you have. So you have to be consistent with it over time.
1: Wow. So what do you see as the biggest hurdle, the biggest bug because there's really, I mean, there's other platforms out there like PotIt and a couple of different oh, yeah. ones, right? Oh, yeah. Um, what are you seeing outside of competition? Because really, there's no competition yet. Is It's like the old, I don't even know what the first dating website was, eHarmony or something. There was really no competitor to it at the time. But eventually, there's going to be, which there's really the competition aspect is, to me, at least from what I'm looking at and due diligence I've done, you know, there's not much out there. But what is the big hurdle right now? What, what is like, you're, you're like, feel like maybe you're hitting a brick wall and you know, you're going to eventually knock it down, but what is that hurdle right now?
0: Yeah. So a couple of things. First of all, I mentioned to, to speak to the competition side of things, the way that I look at this industry, because podcasting is still very early. I mean, it's growing yeah. more this year than it ever has, like, which is nuts to think about. It's been around for, for years. So I don't look at anyone as competitors. I look at them as co-educators. We're there teaching people that this type of thing exists. So exactly. I'm okay with that. I'm not going to look at anybody like, oh, I can't believe they're doing that. And yeah, there'll be a service out there in no time. That's exactly what we're doing, right? Like right. it's just going to happen. And that's perfectly fine with me. There's more than enough space to go around. Now, if it was a mature market that's starting to decline, that would be a different story mm. altogether, but we are growing. So there's room for all of us to co-educate people that can actually understand, oh, there's something that can help me get interviews or help right. me find places to be interviewed. So um, from that regard, I don't really look at that as an issue. What I look more as the issue is because it's a, a SaaS software as a service, timing is so delicate with it. Like sure. when do you when do you scale? Like we could, we could technically have more users right now. When we know we have ways to do it, we have marketing campaigns that are ready to go. But if we send them out too soon, then we're gonna have an influx of complaints or possible issues. And not that it's not a good service, but if I'm getting right now 10 complaints a week on something random, like, hey, this doesn't really seem to be working or I can't figure out this. And then you add an extra 1,000 people. Well, then I maybe just added an extra 100 complaints that I have to now go through. So I become, instead of somebody who's working on growing the business, the meaningful work, I am now somebody who's in customer service responding. And because early on, we don't necessarily have the the capital at this point or the income to be hiring staff to, to do that type of Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. Very careful with the timing. I'd say that's probably... The biggest thing right now is just kind of juggling that and really figuring out what that is because companies succeed and fail when they scale too fast or too slow. There's a sweet sure. spot that really works and it's a matter
1: of just discovering that. Awesome. So and because you just nailed it, I mean, there's barely a million podcasts and out of the million podcasts, mm-hmm. probably only 100,000 are consistent. You know right. I'm yeah. saying? I'm, I'm yeah. sorry. There, you'll, you'll see right. podcasts out there, but the last drop was December 2017 and stuff. Yeah. So with it being so new and how, how, how do you plan that scaling? Like, cause you're at the forefront, Alex, is you you're a very humble dude, but you're kind of at the forefront of what's happening. So you said that there's a sweet spot. What do you think it is? Like, what do you think that sweet spot is? You know, are you, are you just going off feedback from users that you have now as you grow or what are you using to gauge your analytics to, for that feedback or to grow?
0: Yeah. So a lot of it is we, we want the entire thing to really be driven by the the people that are using it. So it's a lot of outreach and, and just polling people. And really there's this book by, um, by, um, goodness, I'm, I'm trying to blink on this guy's name right now. It is, I'm looking for it. It's somewhere over here. Um, <laughs> anyway, it's called Hug Your Haters, Jay bear That's who it Jay J-Bear, Hug Your Haters. And it's about the people who complain about your products, your services, your podcasts, whatever it might be, how they're giving you the biggest gift that anybody could because for every, the, the, the data will show that he did massive research on this. The data will show that out of every one complaint, there's 25 people sitting behind that person that will never say a word, but they have the exact same complaint. So for us, really? again, yeah, we don't get a lot of complaints because it is a free service, which is great. So we get people who just have suggestions, but I greatly, greatly appreciate when somebody is willing to step out of the comfort zone and say like, Hey, I don't really understand this. I think other people might not either. So right. we're evaluating that feedback and then we're also watching the data. So we're seeing how people are actually using it. So we're not looking at the individual user necessarily, but we're looking at the overall trend. Do people actually follow through on it, on each of the processes we have in place, Do people get lost when they try to go here. I've mm-hmm. even gone as far as watching new users use it, doing a screen share and just setting it up and watching them use it. And if they get stuck, I make note. I'm like, okay, could we improve that so people don't get stuck there? So for me, I mean, I'm obsessed with, I mean, it's, it's a customer obsession at the end of the day. Like I want the people who use this to be really happy and really satisfied with what they get. And that's basically the feedback that we're evaluating. So again, we're looking at the actual data level, but I'm also doing hands-on with people that are actually using the, the program and getting their feedback as well and seeing how they feel about it and that's that's how we're basically determining when it's time to grow so Got whenever it. we hit a point where it's like a where it's like okay now we're ready we can we can add another 100 users like easily we could add another 100 another thousand whatever it might be we know those points when it starts really slowing down where we fix the the things that we see and we don't take all data we don't take all feedback but we take the ones that we know
1: really are important and have some sure. merit so reel me this then it, it was one of the i want to say complaints, but feedback was now when I actually type back to somebody that reaches out to come on my show, I, I used to hit enter and it would automatically post. Now I have to actually hit send. Is that a fix that you guys did? I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, I love it now because I, I, we type so fast and I used to hit enter and be like, crap, man, I already sent it kind of like Facebook does, you know, in the messenger. Like if you're on your keyboard, I don't know that if you fixed it, don't unfix it because it's fantastic. So I appreciate I actually,
0: it. I actually don't know if we meant... We did... It's funny. We just did a big upgrade to the messaging thing. So now it looks more like an iPhone. It shows like yeah. timestamps and stuff. Sweet, dude. But I don't know if we were supposed to make it so you can't press enter. I'm going to have to look at that.
1: No. We yeah, just did that
0: yesterday. So you're the first person to mention it. But here we go. That's the feedback that we yeah. evaluate.
1: Well, like, yeah. If you if I'm actually sending a message, um, then yeah, it, it, it's pretty sweet. I mean, it's a... Uh, Actually, you know what? If you, people that are watching on YouTube, I'm going to actually share the screen real quick. Yeah, let's do it. And man. um and here, you know, it's like uh, this lady, Lori, um reached out to me and I was actually able to um get back to her with my kind of intake form, but before when you actually type something, you hit enter, it would actually send it. Now you actually have to hit reply. So I'm, I was going to say something, and then one day I went in to type it and it's been uh it's been it's been working awesome and what's kind of crazy is that I'm ranked number 60 but I've interviewed every single one of these people on the list. nice so oh, you gotta got finish to finish it man you, <laughs> you got to confirm match and you got to
0: finish it <laughs> i Drew. have to
1: finish it which is it's <laughs> awesome so you know here's his uh you can see here my rank is 60 which that's going to go up here pretty quick but you're able to uh the the platform here is so clean and and it's so beautiful And I, I, anybody that's out there that is podcasting or wants to get interviewed needs to come on here and then enter your information. And I found that, um, it takes about, um, if you want to be interviewed, interviewed, it takes about 20 minutes to, um, and I think they actually ask you to make sure you carve out 20 minutes of your time because it takes, because you want to get in depth and make sure you're put together the best possible profile, which is fantastic. Mm -hmm. And then. Also, um, if you're setting up, if you have a show that wants to interview people, that's, uh, you're going to take about 20 minutes, but it's worth the time. And and basically all the stuff he's asking for can be cut and pasted. I'm sorry, from URLs to your bio, which you probably have typed out somewhere, anywhere. And anyway, so. It took me five minutes, but if you're brand new, it'll take you 20. Right. Yeah, it took me about five minutes. Yeah, five minutes. Absolutely. So you mentioned the F word, you know, that free. Um, Is there any other. Parts of Podmatch that can get you leveled up the system that are pay? Yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. So we have, I'm glad you asked that. Yeah, we have the free version because at the end of the day, as somebody who really seeks to serve the podcasting industry, it's been great to me. I mean, I've gotten to meet people like you that I would have never met if we didn't have podcasts, right? There's just, <laughs> right. it just wouldn't have happened. So, like, we right. got the opportunity to meet and to connect. So it's somebody, it's it's a group of people that I really want to to give back to. So the idea of Podmatch is that it will work for free for 90% of users. And then, of course, you got the 10% of people that maybe they're, just released a book and they're a new author and they really want to get the word out there. They're a podcast. that's really looking to scale and grow. We have a professional plan, which basically will allow you to have unlimited matches, unlimited messages. It'll allow you just to go in and really use it at a high level. And then like crazy filters, like you can filter just about anything. Like if you only want people that um, are podcast hosts, they're going to do a blog post with you in it. After the, like after the recording, then you can even filter by things like that. So it's wow. there's a lot that you can do from a professional standpoint. But again, 90% of users would probably never use that. And we're finding that to be the data. We're showing that that is actually where it's at. It's about 10% of people are upgrading. And the other, uh, the other 90%, bad math there for a second almost, but you know, like 10%
1: <laughs> are chilling at the free level. And uh, that's exactly what we wanted, man. So we're, we're seeing it really work. So I'm, I'm actually looking because I should actually... Okay, no. So there's no app yet. No, no, there, okay. there is not. You know, we, we might not even go the app level. Actually, it works.
0: We we've recently discovered that 45% of people are using it on their phone. So one of those things that the data we needed to evaluate was like, okay, could we make it more responsive on mobile devices? Because 45% of people are using it that way. So we actually did. So the website is very smooth on a, on a mobile device uh mobile browser yeah so it it works pretty well um i personally i'm maybe i'm old school man but i really love a desktop like it's a bigger screen like i got control like i have a full keyboard but anyway it is what it is but it's one of those bits of feedback we had to evaluate we had to get real because it's funny when i told jesse the partner when we first started i said oh man no more than like maybe 15 percent of people will ever use the mobile version people in podcasting they like computers i was totally
1: off so (laughs) (laughs) so you know you're a very, very forward thinking person. Where do you see Podmatch in five years?
0: Yeah. So in five years, like I, I really see it being the industry standard for how guests and hosts connect in the podcasting space. I see it for people that are authors, course creators, people who have some sort of product or service they're trying to get out there. It being the primary driver for growing their business because podcasting, as you know, is a great way to be able to market yourself <laughs> yeah. like unbelievably. Yeah. And then on the other side, it's just going to help people. And this is what I truly believe people, it'll keep people from pod fading. People will actually be able to look forward to the next interview because they'll have a platform that
1: can show them what's coming up. And they'll oh. be able to find that quality that they're looking for. Love it. Love it. Have you ever thought now this might be way down the road, but make PodMatch an actual place for people to listen to the shows? You, you know, know, like like an overcast or like a, you know, I, I, I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. I'm, I'm kind of spitting yeah, it out. Yeah. You know?
0: I, like you said, I'm kind of forward, kind of futuristic, forward thinking, yeah. and all this stuff has crossed my mind. But sure, it's funny when it comes back to it, I'm like, okay, today what matters, Alex? Like, I can't keep no, my head exactly 24 seven. But right at some point, like, yeah, I see it really. You know, I, I believe one day we'll have a hundred thousand users on it, and that is really that is our target is a hundred thousand users to be using this. And at that point, we're going to evaluate how we can better serve those people. If it's to actually have a way they can listen to podcasts right on the the website, or if we need sure. to do an app whatever it might be, we are going to really go after those things and we'll just continue to do it the way we have so far. Let's just keep on evaluating the feedback and meeting the expectation and
1: need that the customer has. Love that. I love it, man. So yeah, th- this has just been fantastic because I'm stoked about your system. I'm yeah, on thanks, it man. every single day, you know, and we've been, uh, and I've just found, I mean, I had fantastic guests. That, that came on that, like, my, my listeners absolutely loved. And I wouldn't have found them without Podmatch. I mean, yeah,
0: I heard one. You had Michael Levitt on? Yeah. Like, about avoiding burnout? Dude, yeah. what a great episode, man. Yeah. Holy yeah. cow. <laughs> he was awesome. It was reinforced he, why I need to leave my 9-to-5 my job, I by the right? like I need to be out of this. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, his book's episode. even
1: better, man. The really? 369 days of what he went through and stuff. This is the crazy thing about, about Levitt is that him and I were in school, the same school, three years apart, at the same I that, time man. it's unbelievable you know, nuts and he lives in san diego now and i'm in south florida so right <laughs> it's been nuts yeah he's a great great guy but it is alex what what advice would you give then to other people that are wanting to start an endeavor and take that leap man yeah man um
0: it's it's scary Mm-hmm. That's that's the first thing I'm going to share. And just full transparency, it, it's scary. When I first made the decision, the commitment, knowing that I was going to leave a job that's been comfortable for 15 years, that has paid a fantastic salary, it's been right. really good to me. I have zero complaints. I love the aerospace industry. But knowing it was time to do that, taking that risk and and being willing to do that. The next day after I made the decision, I didn't tell anybody initially. And the next day I already went back and I'm like, I can't do this. No, I'm, I'm not going to, but that's a <laughs> stupid idea. And then I, I kept on thinking about it. I knew that like, it was something inside me was saying that like, Alex, this needs to happen. I just know that it's there. It needs to, it's a calculated risk. I know it needs to. So I started telling just a couple of people. I told my wife first, like I said, and she was like, whoa, really? Um, and I told people <laughs> that are close to me. I, I, I've told you now, like I'm telling a lot of people about it still to this day that like, okay, the, the end will be there. Because at any point, even during that, like, that exit period, I could be like, never mind, I'm gonna stay, right? Sure. But I, I know that the more I talk about it, the, the more I'm gonna get close to that goal. So the people around me that are really supporting me. I don't tell the random person that I know is gonna be like, ooh, that's a bad idea, because right. these people are out there that are like, no, you should never do that. But I, I make sure that the people I'm telling, especially before making the decision, that it was people that were like, you know what, that's a good decision. I'll support you if you need anything. Let me know. I think it's gonna be a great move for you. But man, it's scary. But at some point, you just have to see that, see that, like, see it for what it is. And right. Take the risk. And you know, there, there's the, there's the old saying that like courage is still being afraid, but then doing what you have to do anyway. Absolutely. You might be afraid, but you know, it's something that you need to do, then go for it. Take a calculated risk right. think about it and, uh, and make it happen, man. It's so important. And then again, I, I kind of alluded to this earlier, but stay focused on the meaningful work. And I, I wrote down a quote that I, I kind of shared some of it earlier, but meaningful work takes discipline to start and it takes focus to make progress in. And consistency to complete. So it makes it makes it takes discipline. Meaningful work takes discipline to start, focus to make progress in, and consistency to complete. Love and if it. we really want to just make something really meaningful for our lives, we have to be disciplined to start it. We have to be focused to continue with it, and we have to be consistent. I mean, you know this. You're in the podcasting space. The, people will tell you this. Like John Lee Dumas is someone we both really admire, um, and he told me at one point, he's like, "Alex, I listen to your show. He's like, the only difference between you and me is that I have seven years on you." He's like, just stay consistent. You'll be exactly where I am in seven years. And he's, you know, he's a millionaire just from his podcast alone, but all he's saying is just stay consistent. So if I could tell people something else, it's make the decision of what you're going to do and then stay consistent with it. Do the meaningful work every single day
1: and it'll pay off over time. Absolutely, man. I mean, that's, that. I love that quote with discipline to start, focus, to progress and consistency to complete. That's, that's fantastic. And And squad, you just had basically uh, another masterclass with my guy Alex. And, you know, somebody that I respect because he's burning the boats, man. You know, the whole. um, Cortez, baby. Yeah, Cortez that, you know, just burned the boats. And and he's going to, we won't say war, but he's going to give a lot of service to people and not looking to lean back on anything. And when he does that, it's going to turn out fantastic for him. It already is. I love that he said it's you know, to hug your haters. So anybody out there that's getting some bad feedback, you know, thank them for it, but continuously look to move forward. And Alex is a dude that, you know, he looks for a problem to find the solution. And I'm going to inspire you. Hopefully that inspired you guys and gals out there that are listening to search out problems, whether if you're a coach, search out a problem to help people, to level up. You know, if you're looking to start a business or whatnot, you know, search the problem, find something where you can level up and help people. And the biggest thing about Alex is like my good friend, Berta Medina, um, you know, she's kind of my coach as well. Well, she is my coach, but you know, she says, do it scared. And that's exactly what he's, what, what Alex is doing. He's building a team around him to excel, to level up. He's always humble yet hungry. He's always leveling up his health, his wealth, his mindset, Keep crushing those kettlebells with those ideas, brother. Thank you so, so much for coming on, Alex. It was an honor, man. Thank you so much for the time. Appreciate you. See you, buddy. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Time to Shine Today podcast, probably brought to you by Sutter & Nugent Real Estate, real estate excellence, who can be reached at 561-249-7266 and online at www.sutterandnugent.com. If you're a business owner or professional who would like to be interviewed on Time to Shine Today, please visit timetoshinetoday.com slash guest. If you like this episode, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's a link in the show notes to our website. Also there, you will see our recommended resources. We hope that you will support our show by supporting them. If you like what you've been listening to, it'd be great if you could just give us a five-star rating and tell your friends how to subscribe while you're at it. I'm your host, Scott Ferguson, and until next time, Let's level up. It's our time to shine.